Welcome back, darlings, to the podcast, Life Looks Different Now. I'm your host, Slanty Noel. In this podcast, we focus on reading one chapter from the Bible every week, doing our best to decipher the Word of God, learning its rules, its laws, its principles, and apply them to our daily lives. Last week, we read Genesis chapter 7. And from reading Genesis chapter 7, we learn that God told Noah to go into the ark with his family, his wife, his three sons, as well as his three daughter-in-laws. God also told Noah to take in with him seven pairs of the clean animals and one pair of each unclean animal into the ark. We learned that Noah obeyed God. He followed through. He took all the animals inside of the ark and he took his family inside of the ark. God told Noah that in about seven days, he is going to destroy the whole planet. And rain fell on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. Every single living creature here on earth was destroyed through the flood, except for Noah and all the people who were with him alongside him and the animals that were alongside him in the ark. We also learned that Noah was not the one who closed the door of the ark. God did. Because frankly, God did not want Noah to open that door again. Everything remained shut for 40 days and 40 nights. And everything submerged here on earth. Everything got destroyed. And the waters persisted here on the earth for 150 days thereafter. Now this week, we are going to read Genesis chapter 8. Let's see what lesson lies in Genesis chapter 8. Now, before we read Genesis chapter 8, I have a favor to ask. Please remember to like, to subscribe, as well as share this channel with other people. Many people are so eager to learn the Word of God, just like you and I are doing. Share it with them. Thank you in advance for your support. Now, let's get back to reading Genesis chapter 8. The flood subsides. But God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind blow over the earth, and the waters subsided. The fountains of the deep and the windows of the heavens were closed. The rain from the heavens was restrained, and the waters receded from the earth continually. At the end, of a hundred fifty days of the waters had abated. And in the seventh month, on the seventeenth day of the month, the ark came to rest in the mountains of Ararat. And the waters continued to abate until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. At the end of forty days, Noah opened the window of the ark that he had made and sent forth a raven. 
It went to and fro until the waters were dried up from the earth. Then he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground. But the dove found no place to set her foot, and she returned to him to the ark, for the waters were still on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand and took her and brought her into the ark with him. He waited another seven days, and again he sent forth the dove out of the ark. And the dove came back to him in the evening, and behold, in her mouth was a freshly plucked olive leaf. So Noah knew that the waters have subsided from the earth. Then he waited another seven days and sent forth the dove, and she did not return to him any more. In the six hundred and first year, in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried from off the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. In the second month, on the twenty-seventh day of the month, the earth had dried out. Then God said to Noah, Go out from the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your sons' wives with you. Bring out with you every living thing that is with you of all flesh, birds and animals, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth that they may swarm up on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out, and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, every bird, everything that moves on the earth went out by families from the ark. God's Covenant with Noah Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took some of every clean animal and some of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground because of men, for the intention of men's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I ever again strike down every living creature as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease. Now, Genesis chapter 8 is a very interesting chapter. The reason why is because It's a chapter of redemption. You see, Genesis chapter 8 opens with telling us, you know, letting us know that God remembered Noah and the livestock that were with him in the ark. That's not to say that God forgot about Noah because God did not forget about Noah. God always knew that Noah was in the ark because after all, God was the one who told Noah, to build the ark and get in the ark and bring his family as well as the livestock in the ark. 
the purpose of this opening here is to help us understand that God turned, is turning his attention again, you know, to Noah. He's actively turning his attention to Noah in the ark. And then we learn that God blew a wind over the earth and the waters started to dry out. Because you see, God is the one who's in control. God is the one who took control of the rain and the wind and started the flood in the first place. Because God was the one who said we were, you know, the humankind was wicked, too evil, and needed to be destroyed. So God is now again taking control of the rain as well as the wind and making sure that everything gets receded so the earth can start drying out again. You know, interestingly enough, the flood came in a, in a sudden, you know, dramatic eruption, right? It was just so sudden. 40 days, 40 nights, it's just pouring rain, earthquake, everything shattered on the planet and everything died. But when it came time for everything to dry out on the earth, the flood, you know, everything started drying out very slowly and gradually. It was a gradual process. It wasn't all of a sudden. It wasn't dramatic. It's very different from what happened with the flood. And we learn that at the end of the 40 days of the rain, Noah opened a window, a window that he had made in the ark. He opened that window and sent out a raven. Now, when we read the text, it tells us that the raven went to and fro, but the raven did not return to Noah. Maybe it's because the raven, raven itself, the animal is an unclean animal, right? It's an unclean animal and ravens are scavengers. It might have something to do with that, right? It's, it's a scavenger animal. So by Noah sending out a raven, the raven is most likely looped around and find remains of living things, right? Just remain and floating carcasses and the raven just can rest on it, can, you know, eat feet off of it. So naturally the raven would not come back because it is a scavenger, right? It was just going around and looking for what it needs. But then we learn that Noah sent out a dove, but then the dove did not find a clean place to set its little feet. So the dove returned to the ark because doves are clean animals. It's not going to be laying just any place. It's not like a scav, it's not a scavenger animal. It's not like the raven. So naturally, the dove returned to the ark and Noah took the dove back into the ark. Then Noah waited for seven more days and he sent the dove out again. But this time, the dove returned with an olive leaf and its beak. He came back, the she came back with an olive leaf, which, you know, an olive leaf symbolizes 
peace. It's telling us there's now this peace on earth again. And that beautiful dove came back to Noah with that olive leaf. And what did Noah do? He still waited another seven more days. And after that seven days, Noah sent the dove out again. And this time, the dove did not return. See, the departure of the dove proved that the earth was habitable again. The earth was ready to accept human again. But pay, interestingly enough, pay attention to this. It's interesting that now God came to Noah and tell Noah that it was time for Noah to go out of the ark. Now, God is telling Noah he can leave the ark. You know, it's very interesting because when it was time for Noah to get in the ark, God made sure that Noah and his family got in the ark. But when it comes time for Noah to leave the ark, it was a very slow process. So Noah had to be very patient. He had to be understanding. He had to continue on believing that God got his back. God will make sure that he was okay. And now when it came time for Noah to leave the ark, God told him, Now it's time for him to leave the ark with the living creatures, all the other animals. Then Noah left the ark on the 601st year in the first month, which tells us that Noah and his family must have been in the ark for almost a year. That's a full calendar, almost a year. So the whole family was living inside of this ark with all the animals. Now, you can only imagine, right? There's there's a restriction. There's only so much you can do, right? And they stayed patiently. They stayed there. But when it came time for them to leave the ark, God told them they can leave the ark. God told him to let go of the animals, allowing these animals to repopulate the earth. Again, God wants the earth to be populated. Today, we hear so many people arguing with the fact that the world, the, the earth is overpopulated. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. Because if you're thinking about it, people were living for centuries. So imagine if we're still living for centuries and having children and children's 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 children, generations on. It's telling us that God wants the earth to be highly populated. So no, the earth is not overpopulated. Despite all these arguments, the word of God is telling us that it is not true. It is not true. The word, the word of God is telling us that God wants us to populate the earth. And what did Noah do when he, the first thing he did when he left the ark was to build an altar? What a faithful man. Such a righteous man. This man did not just say, oh, I'm free, freedom. Because if you're thinking about it, they were living in that ark for such a long period of time. But the first thing he did was to build an altar for God. And he did, he, he decided to took a few, few of the uh, clean animals 
and clean birds, and he offered an offering to the Lord. Now, mind you, there were only seven pairs of each clean animal and seven pairs of each clean birds. And no one knew having to sacrifice some of these animals and these birds might even be the extension, might cause an extension of these animals. He knew that. But nevertheless, he understood that everything here on earth belonged to God. Every single animal, every creeping things, us, our bodies, everything belonged to God. So he made a sacrifice to God to show his gratitude and admiration for our Lord and Savior, for our God Almighty. Noah was not about to be stingy with the Lord. He was not about to be stingy. He understood that he needed to make sure that God gets the recognition that is due to our Lord. And Noah did just that. You see, ladies and gentlemen, everything we have, everything that we are, belongs to our Lord Almighty. So we don't get to be stingy with God. God deserves our sacrifice of praise. And Noah understood that. And Noah honored God in that way. And then the text tells us that God smelled the soothing aroma of the burnt offering. And God noticed the sincerity of Noah and knew that Noah's heart was pure. And Noah wanted to do that. He had no obligations. God didn't ask him to do it. Noah did it in recognition that God deserved to be admired and praised and honored. And once God smelled that beautiful offering, God vowed in his heart never again to curse the ground for men's sake. Because God said, man is wicked. Man has an evil heart. And he's not going to allow man's evil heart to make him be so wrathful against us, to turn his wrath on us and destroy the planet with a flood again. Never in this manner again. Praise God Almighty for that. I thank God Almighty that he will never destroy the planet through a flood again. Praise God. And after the flood, we learned that God established the seasons, the fall, spring, winter, and of course, with that, now we have a variations of, of the temperature and of seasons. The result of the flood did not only shorten our lifespan, it also affected the seasons and the temperatures of the planet. You see, when men make their decisions, when men sin, when men is being wicked and evil, it affects us all. It affects us all. And this chapter is really reminding us, even amid of the profound upheaval here on earth, there's always an opportunity for a renewed, for a renewal, 
for a wonderful covenant with God. God always want to have a covenant with us because we were made in God's image and likeness. And God wants to continue on having that relationship with us. That is exactly why God spared Noah and his family, allowing us to be here today. So you and I have great opportunities to continuously renew our covenant with God, to start even a new covenant with God. It's never too late. It's never too late. God is great. God is good. God is a loving God. However, there will come a time there will be a judgment on all of us. As long as we have breath in our lungs, as long as we are here, we still have the opportunity to have a new covenant with God. You and I have that opportunity. So I hope this week's chapter, this week's reading has been a blessing to you. And I hope that you learned something new. I learned something new, to tell you the truth. I learned that no matter what, God still wants that relationship with us and we can always build a new covenant. You know, reminding me that amid of all this upheaval here on earth, there's always room. There's always room. There's always opportunity to honor God, to worship God, and to have a relationship with God. Because everything here on earth, including you and I, belong to the Creator. So thank you again for tuning in and watching this, you know, this channel or listening to it wherever you may be. Just please remember to like and subscribe and share it with others. Thank you so much for your time. I hope you have a wonderful week. Until next time, my darling. Peace out.